Hello, and welcome back to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Dana, what's today's topic? Today, we're talking about the case of the West Memphis Three. And this topic may sound familiar because we referenced it in our season one Salem Witch Trials episode. So deep cut there. But the West Memphis Three refers to three teens from the town West Memphis, Arkansas, that were accused and later convicted of the murder of three eight-year-old boys. People followed the case for over 16 years. It has inspired books, documentaries, songs, movies. And this year, 2021, marks the 10-year anniversary of the West Memphis Three being freed from prison. Let's get a little bit more into this case um, and why it's widely seen as a gross miscarriage of justice. And just a heads up, if you can't tell already, this is going to be an extremely dark episode dealing with a brutal murder of children. So if that's not something you need in your life today, we understand. But if you are, Sarah, please continue. Yes. So I love this case. It's very interesting and fucked up. So if you are like me, join us on this journey. Um, This case is known as the child murders of Robin Hood Hills. And today it's seen as having six victims, the three boys and the three teens. It all started on May 5th, 1993, when three eight-year-old boys, Stevie Branch, Michael Moore, and Christopher Byers, went to go ride bikes in the Robin Hood Hills area. Yeah, and a little bit about the three boys. Um, Stevie was known to be a good student, well-liked by his classmates. He had very, very light blonde hair. He was very easily recognizable, very friendly, outgoing. Michael was said to be a natural-born leader. He was a Cub Scout member, liked playing games, or he could pretend to be a police officer. And then we have Christopher. We don't know too much information on his personality, but he was known to be like very hyperactive. So he was probably fun to be around if you were a kid. Yes. The three like little kid musketeers. So they go bike riding and it's getting later and later and no one knows where any of the boys are. Eventually, Christopher's stepdad files a missing persons report. The next day, the three boys' bodies were found in a water-filled ditch in the woods of Robin Hood Hills. And trigger warning for what I'm about to say, this is not like a weird murder porn situation here, but like we're not going to go into too graphic of detail, but we're going into some detail because it's important to know like how the boys were found because it really does lead to like the enraged community and just kind of like the bewilderment of the situation that follows. Um, So the boys were found naked, beaten and hogtied in a very weird like way of hogtying. And they also had cuts and lacerations all over their bodies and all had blunt force trauma to the head. So um, what is going on in their chart for this day? Because obviously it's like super fucked up. Okay, so the chart for the missing report has a Taurus sun, a Scorpio moon and a Scorpio rising so that means it happened on a scorpio full moon because the moon and sun are in opposite signs oh shit that also probably is why everybody was like jerking for satanists for sure and it was the last lunation before um eclipses started in gemini and sagittarius which will be important later and also so the scorpio rising and moon also relate to like detective work so that's like the outlook of the event And in mundane astrology, the fifth house is children, and this chart has Pisces on the fifth, which is ruled by Jupiter, and 
in it was in Libra um, in the 12th house of the time. And the 12th house is hidden or missing people or things. Oh, my God. Spooky. Mm, things you can't right? see. And then the south node, which is an eclipse point that acts as a drain or shows like what's being eliminated, is in the 8th house, which relates to death. And it's in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. And Mercury is exactly conjunct the lot of fortune in Taurus in the chart. And the part of fortune is a point that relates to fate. Or, like, events outside of, like, anyone's control, a.k.a. fate. Um, and all of this really just kind of adds up to, like, a missing person being found dead. Yikes. So, as far as looking into the transits for them being found, are you going to use, um, like, uh, one of the boys' charts? Or can you give us a little bit of insight in how you're looking at this next chart? Um, okay, so we have Stevie's chart, and he has a Sag sun and a Capricorn moon. His sun is in tight opposition to Chiron, and Chiron is, like, battles in life, and oppositions are battles. So, uh, it's I mean, this is, like, his spirit was basically put out by someone else. Sad. Yeah. And also the North Node was exactly conjunct his Uranus when he was murdered. And Uranus is like trauma. I just um, storied an article that said like Uranus was like hit by an object like millions of years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's why its orbit like is fucked up. Um, and then there was a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius um, exactly conjunct his like Uranus in June, which was where the North Node was. So it was all kind of like fading on this sort of like Uranus or like shock or like uh, quick change in life. And then he also had Mar- his Mars opposition was like almost exact at the time. And so that's like kind of fighting for your life. Mars is uh, war. It's like strategy. And so it's just like he was overtaken by it. And then for when they were found, this is pretty interesting. So the missing person report had a Scorpio rising, but the found chart has a Scorpio IC and the IC is a point that relates to endings. So often it relates to death. And it can also indicate, like, the resolution to the original matter. So they found the bodies. It's, like, the resolution, not that there's any sort of solace. Um, And then the IC is also exactly conjunct the moon and Pluto to the degree in Scorpio. Drop the mic. The moon indicates, like, mood and materializes aspects or, like, brings them into fruition. And then Pluto is, like, conspiracy power, death, like, things that are harrowing, depth, just, like, big changes. Um, and the lot of fortune uh, is in the eighth, which again, it relates to death. So it's just sort of like all kind of like culminates in a way that's like unsettling, but it, it the chart for the, when they found it is like very much the resolution of what they set out to find, I guess. Oh my God. Crazy. Also the eighth house in this chart is um, in Pisces, which is water. And they were found in water, which is creepy. Ooh. Wow. There was very little evidence um, at the scene of the crime, and there were a lot of fuck-ups when it came to the investigation. Surprise, surprise. Remember, folks, this is a place called West Memphis, Arkansas. Um, <laughs> the bodies were not preserved very well in the heat. The police waited, like, a long time before calling the coroner. The crime scene was contaminated. A lot of tests weren't performed well or at all. Investigators didn't really take notes or thoroughly interview family members, which is just, like, police work 101 so they just didn't have a lot to go on in terms of the investigation it also didn't help that this time in america was peak time for the satanic panic um we talked about this also in our salem witch trials episode from season one but just like a quick refresher the satanic panic was a moral panic that really peaked during the 1980s and early 1990s. It was started by this book called Michelle Remembers, and a lot of this has been, like, debunked. But I need to read that. 
I know. I kind of want to read it too, but it basically detailed this girl recovering memories about how she was subject to satanic ritual abuse. And this book, um, surprise, surprise, sparked all this um, controversy and conspiracy theories all across the United States. There was a global satanic cult, people were saying, that was abducting and abusing children. Talk shows and news programs just like love this. So they fanned the flames about these fears. And this whole thing resulted in 12,000 cases oh about God. satanic ritual abuse. So these claims were proven to be like completely baseless, but many resulted in real innocent people going to jail. So what is going on in the chart of the United States at this time? Because it also sounds kind of like now. Just yeah, like, I mean, I was yeah. like, QAnon? There's a different um, kind of panic happening. <laughs> yeah. 8chan and also everyone else <laughs> there's a lot going on with the outer planets from like 1980 onward in 1980 jupiter joined saturn and virgo but they never conjuncted that's jupiter and saturn conjunctions are the same thing as the great conjunction which was um all like the hullabaloo last winter mm. um and virgo's the sign of purity right so like kind of like how the great conjunction ha- happening in aquarius is now like focused on the collective but it those two planets were previously in Capricorn, which is about structure. This is kind of happening here because the Great Conjunction happens um, in Libra, like later in 1980. At any given point in time from 1980 through 1996, um, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, which is all the outer planets after Jupiter, were like together. So like not all of them, they didn't all make conjunctions, but these made like severe conjunctions and like considerable ones and since they move so slowly they would spend years together in the same sign like oh my god jupiter and uranus and neptune were all together in sagittarius in 82 saturn and pluto were in scorpio in 84 saturn and uranus in sagittarius in 85 1989 through 1996 or 1989 had saturn uranus and neptune in capricorn and then uranus and neptune stayed in capricorn through 1996 um so that's kind of like when things like tapered off okay so if we just break down each of the planets like jupiter enhances or expands or like relates to morals and beliefs saturn is the punisher it restricts or stars which can like literally lead to like societal scurvy like that's what it was (laughs) especially with the great conjunction happening in an air sign which is like mental processes uranus is trauma surprises it can be like mania or enlightenment and i think that usually when you believe you've achieved one of those things you're probably experiencing the other neptune is obscurity deception obliteration being drunk or high off substances or ideas and neptune is responsible for mind viruses also blockage just inability to access something which is like the truth and then pluto i think uh is like hard to describe so i just always hear the laugh at the end of thriller when i think of pluto so it's like power (laughs) destruction and force and like all these relate to fear except for jupiter which like enhances fear which is like how you direct your fear because it's beliefs so all of them being together especially it's just kind of nuts being from like virgo through capricorn it's like from earth sign to earth sign it's just like the sign of purity to the sign of structure and yeah, it's just really fucked up. And I encourage everyone to go look at these charts. Yeah, this is the type of of enhanced fear and anxiety that's permeating in West Memphis at this time. And just a reminder, West Memphis is a very small conservative town in Arkansas and small towns in the South, um, you know, are known for a lot of types of paranoia. But in this particular time, it was satanic panic style um, occult paranoia. And the town of West Memphis had never seen a crime like this. Um, they didn't know how to process it. They were all trying to figure it out, rationalize how this could happen. The state and positioning of the boys' bodies, the viciousness of violence, like, was, I mean, hard to process for anyone. But um, the murders happening in the woods 
started the rumors that a satanic group was responsible for the boys' deaths because people couldn't wrap their heads around how this could happen otherwise. Everyone's just like the high on emotions and kind of like in 9-11, like we're all like amped up on like this fear and this like nationalism and we had to direct that fear on someone and that's kind of like what is going on in West Memphis. Like this crime was mind-boggling to them. And, you know, they wanted to direct that rage on someone like someone had to pay for this and it didn't help. Like, you know, they had such little evidence. So because of that, it was kind of easy for the police to ignore general investigative theories. Like normally, you know, if you get murdered, odds are it's someone that knows you. So that's kind of like where you start or you start with like the family members because that's just general protocol. Um, But here it was easy to kind of like skate and overlook past that um, and kind of go towards more like I hate saying the word sexy as an adjective, but I feel like (laughs) in this sound like a cult was sexy. Like it was like this like cults are kind of sexy. Yeah, but like (laughs) it was like this like thrilling kind of like it's us versus evil that the town kind of took on. So that's kind of like what they went for. Like they kind of all just got carried away for it. And the person who like really put this theory in motion and started pointing people out was this man named Jerry Driver. And Jerry Driver was a juvenile probation officer who believed very strongly that there was a satanic cult operating in West Memphis, Arkansas. Um, So much so that he would drive around looking for bones and Satan (laughs) worshipers like in his free time. He was so, yeah. Well, he was a nerd. He didn't even know what Satan worshipers were. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Um, He was convinced that one of his cases involving a teen named Damien Eccles was the person who did it. So he went to the police and just told anyone that would listen. And Damien Eccles like stood out like a sore thumb in West Memphis. He was a smart ass kind of like poor outcast kind of kid. Um, He was goth, aka he wore like black t-shirts. So everyone (laughs) thought he was a witch. Um, But I'm not even kidding. But he listened to like metallica and like you know metal music and he admitted to practicing wicca you know obviously that did not work well in his favor to tell a small conservative town that um but that's all the west memphis community really needed to be convinced that he killed these boys um so what's damien's big three because i really want to know okay so he was born on december 11th 1974 in west memphis and we don't have a birth time so we don't know his rising and we don't know if his moon um is in Sagittarius or Scorpio but we do know his son's in Sagittarius and wild enough um he was born two days before a Sagittarius solar eclipse damn love Sag we've said it before and we're gonna say it again people born during eclipses often uh, have extreme circumstances in life. And he also has a huge Sagittarius telling him he has the Sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Neptune, and the North Node here, which is like Holy shit. a ton of weight. And all of these planets are answering to Jupiter and Pisces and Jupiter rules Pisces and Jupiter and Pisces is what everyone's looking forward to next year. It's like a sacred placement and like because it rules all these Sagittarius placements, 
or his like cell name, it's like that's a lot of hope, like and maybe always believing in like the better thing or like the optimistic idea, just sort of like having a very spiritual outlook on life. Like, honestly, it's like a kid who can wear all black and like listen to Metallica and like know that he's not, I don't know, a witch. But also the eclipse is happening in May and June of 1993, right after the murder, were opposite his Mars and conjunct his Mercury. So like that entire eclipse series would be hitting him hard as like any any series in Gemini and Sagittarius would, but, like, it's just very weird that that happened at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super weird. And he was in his nodal return. This is a faded moment in time Cards are stacked against him. But Damien had a best friend named Jason Baldwin, who was also considered to be an outcast because he's wore black (laughs) t-shirts, which is pretty sad. But he did very well in school. He wasn't into magic, but... You know, people, if he was associated with Damien, you know, he also had some cards stacked against him. And because of these reasons, these two guys were like good enough people of interest for the West Memphis Police Department. Um, And they made the perfect scapegoats. But because problem, because the police didn't have any evidence linking them to the crime. They needed someone to confess. And that's where another teen named Jesse Miss Kelly enters the picture. Yes, Jesse Miss Kelly was a 17-year-old with a low IQ who lived in the town. Um, He knew of Damien and Jason, but he didn't actually really hang out with them. He did babysit for this random woman in town named Vicky. And she wanted to help the police investigation and probably because there was a $35,000 reward for helping to solve the kids' murders. So, yeah, it was also West Memphis, like, wasn't the richest place. So $35,000 was like a huge reward for these people, like kind of like a life changing amount of money for someone. And... Jesse just knowing Vicky was the connection that eventually screwed all three of these boys over. Because Vicky went to the police and claimed that she went with Jesse and Damien to a witch's gathering. And this gathering never happened. But um, that lie essentially was enough to bring Jesse in for questioning. And so he was taken into custody and asked some questions for several hours. And though Jesse initially denied any involvement or knowledge of the crime after a ton of pressure and leading questions and Basically, the police just scaring the shit out of him. Um, Jesse eventually confessed to the murders and implicated Damien and Jason as well. This was a completely false confession. Um, Remember, Jesse was not very mentally developed and police took advantage of that. This is like a very much if anyone has watched Making a Murderer, this is just like a same as the Brendan Dassey situation. Totally. They questioned him for hours. But somehow only the last 30 minutes of their questioning was recorded, which also just happens to be his confession. And um, his confession was not at all consistent with the details of the crime, which police knew. Um, Jesse also contradicted himself time and time again. But the police didn't care because they considered him to be a quote unquote eyewitness to the murder. So on June 3rd, 1993, police arrested Damien, Jason and Jesse. Um, The trial for them begins a few months later. And Jesse is kind of like "Um, what I actually said in that police station was not true at all. Like I have the brain of a child and the police confuse me. Um, So he recants his story. Right. And then. Jesse's trial was separate from Jason and Damien's, and the prosecution wanted Jesse to testify against them because his confession was the only thing connecting them 
to the crime whatsoever. Jesse refused, but the prosecutors went on to say the three teens killed the boys in a satanic ritual. And it's also worth noting that all three teens maintain their innocence throughout all of the trials. And this trial is literally maddening. It makes me so angry. There were so many issues with what happened at both trials, starting with the fact that the head investigator, you know, said his confidence in his case against the teens on a scale from one to 10 was an 11, which like, You literally had nothing, sir. Like, fuck off. There also was, like, a cult expert in the most air quotes ever. Like, this guy, person, did not know shit, who basically said the defendant's music collection and black clothes were indicators of being in a satanic cult, which, like, no. Like, anyone who's ever worn black can tell you it's slimming and it just looks good on you. Um, <laughs> um, but all they want the ev- to look slim. <laughs> um, all the evidence presented was circumstantial, um, which means like there's no direct evidence t- physically tying them to the crime scene. But the defense was kind of in a bind because the judge, who, in my opinion, was dickhead, wouldn't let them show different types of evidence, especially evidence that pointed out like the problems with the police investigation. So they were not even allowed to be considered by the jury. Um, Regardless of all of this, the three teens are all found guilty of murder. And so roughly a year after the bodies of the three second graders were discovered, Jesse and Jason were sentenced to life in prison while Damien was sentenced to death. So what's going on with the transits at this time? I did them on Damien's chart. Um, and Pluto was conjunct the North Node in Scorpio, like on the day of sentencing, which is not something that I look forward to seeing in any chart. <laughs> um, the North Node is like the direction that society is headed in or uh, someone's life is headed in. And Pluto, again, is an evil laugh because it like is getting you in some way. Um, so it's sort of just like a very dark fate, especially in Scorpio, which is like classically like the sign that relates to death it's a sign of like roots and like being buried and shit and so if damien is born um was born at noon which we don't know what time he was born then it would be conjunct his moon um the north node in pluto which is pretty foreboding and then also saturn is conjunct mars in pisces and co-present with mercury and the sun so like there's a huge pisces focal point so this is kind of like people really promoting sort of like this purity and like sort of like really focusing on like innocence in a way that they don't know what they're talking about and saturn conjunct uh saturn and mars are like the malefic planets which is like not necessarily nefarious like it could just be really extreme but people don't look forward to their malefic perfection years so but yeah so they're conjunct damien's jupiter in pisces and so jupiter in pisces again is like kind of like a non-denominational like very religious spiritual placement and then it's these are like that placement is governing all of his Saturn or Sagittarius uh, placements, which is the sign of freedom. And so Saturn is restriction and Mars is like power. And so it's just kind of like it's just restricting his freedom and basically imprisoning him. Wow. Sealing his fate. After the trial, the West Memphis Three, as they were now called, you know, their lawyers really got after it when it came to appeal. So they were just like appealing, appealing, appealing. Like this is like fucked up. Like these guys are innocent. The lawyers claimed there was a ton of misconduct. They brought new evidence forward and they said it was bullshit that defense that the defense 
couldn't present certain evidence when like the prosecution kind of had like carte blanche and could bring in like whatever weirdo they found off the street to talk about like how Metallica is Satanist. Um, so that like really worked in their favor. Right. And also at this time, remember our, our pal Vicky, um, who was the woman who claimed she had gone to a weird witch ceremony with Damien and Jesse. <laughs> she recanted and said, uh, actually, I committed perjury because I lied about the entire thing in court. Yeah. So the whole case is just like falling apart. Um, everyone knows it's complete dog shit. All these parts of the prosecution's case are just like a dumpster fire. Like nothing they presented is true. Um, And then because now this is like several years later, DNA is finally a thing. Um, So they're DNA testing things and they prove that there's no physical evidence because of DNA that these boys were connected to the crime scene. So at this point... The West Memphis Three have been in jail for 14 years. And now the Arkansas Supreme Court gets involved to be like, okay, enough of this bullshit. The West Memphis Three are going to have a hearing to analyze this new evidence, which could lead to a new court date, which could exonerate them. So what's going on on this day that the Supreme Court finally says like, okay, cool, we could do this hearing. Like we're not garbage anymore. The craziest thing about this chart is that for the first time since 1993, Pluto is conjunct the North Node again. So it's sort of like just it's in Capricorn this time, which relates to like structure and sort of like a sober like Capricorn is a sign that makes sure shit gets done and, and also wouldn't be like, hey, should we just half ass this like crime uh, <laughs> investigation? So that's pretty cool. Also, um, the sun was in Scorpio. So that was kind of like a throwback to um, the murder Oh, my God. And Saturn is in Libra, which relates to, like, carrying things out in a just manner. Um, And Venus was retrograde in Scorpio, conjunct Damien Eccles Uranus. And so Venus retrograde, it's like going back and sort of like reviewing the past, any sort of retrograde. And in Uranus, I feel like this is like surprises can be good, too. And also like outer planet placements, like if they suck for you at one point in time, like 25 years later, it might be good. It's crazy how things are so cyclical. It is crazy. And also, I think it shows how, like... Sometimes two planets, like the Pluto and the North Node, conjuncting like in one sign, they don't have to aspect the same sign. But if the conjunction is rare and it happens again, it will probably harken back to that original event. Damn. Mm -hmm. Damn. It's worth noting that the amount of press and attention that the West Memphis Three got, um, not just because that that was a weirdly catchy name, their attention helped them be able to afford their defense and all the appeals they made over the years. Like Sarah mentioned, they did not grow up really wealthy. So if they didn't have a lot of media attention, they might not have been able to um, appeal these crimes, as we've seen with a lot of people who are wrongly in prison. The reason why they can't get out, they can't afford to keep appealing because it's extremely expensive. But Peter Jackson, the director of Lord of the Rings, actually dumped millions of dollars into their defense fund. Celebrities like Johnny Depp, Natalie Maines, Eddie Vedder, Henry Rollins also advocated for their release and you know, purposely spoke out about this to keep their names in the public consciousness. So is there anything about this case that sort of like brought it into the public attention? Um, Yeah, there was like a lot kind of going on. Chiron was in Libra conjunct Jupiter at the time of the murder. So Chiron is sort of like bringing that the truth of the wound. Jupiter is truth and Libra is justice. And Chiron is like the pain. So it's sort of like society responding in pain in a way. Also, the North Node was here. So this is indicating the North Node in Libra is like when truth can be carried out or like justice can be carried out. 
hopefully, or at least just justice is highlighted. Um, the sun was con- like on the day of the release of um, the documentary, the sun was conjunct the South node on the day of the murder. So that's highlighting again, sort of like, it's like hearkening back to the past. It's just like, it's like, just like, yeah, it's like pointing out like this justice moment for this thing. That's like fucked up. And also, even though the, like the missing and found charts, um, are different, but like the full moon chart, like when the full moon exacted had Libra on the midheaven exactly conjunct Jupiter, which was the destiny of that moon, you know, like the midheaven is a destiny point. Whoa. And it's an 11, which is like audience or like sort of public at large. So Chiron entering that is like sort of highlighting it in a way where it's like bringing the wound of that moon out in a new way. People thought it was about those boys being murdered, but it was also about uh, three other boys like having their lives ruined. Yeah. It's literally like, this is like a super shitty chart, but at the end of this, the biggest topic and kind of like the legacy of this situation will be like a miscarriage of justice, which is like super fucked up. Yeah. And also Venus was retrograde in Gemini when it happened. And Venus retrograde in Gemini is wanting to go back and review, like give a second chance. Um, mm. It wants to like look over the information and it's going to feel guilty about what it sees. Wow. Good for you, Venus retrograde. (laughs) So at this point, Damien gets a new lawyer, which chic for him. And this lawyer starts negotiating with the state because this lawyer had a relationship with like the prosecutor. And his new lawyer is like, yo, let's just skip the bullshit. Let's not have this hearing because I know we're going to get trial because you the state is fucked up so bad. There's no way we're not going to go to trial. So let's just go to trial. And the state is like, actually, I have a better idea. Let's not go to trial at all. I will offer your client an Alfred plea and they all could leave jail that day and just go free with time served. Which is extremely wild. (laughs) And um, to dig into the, the legal books, an Alfred plea is a legal deal where the defendants say they're innocent while pleading guilty, which is just like head explode emoji but basically (laughs) you're saying i'm not guilty but i'm pleading guilty and then when you enter an alfred plea the defendant agrees to not sue the state for wrongful conviction which is like so terrible um it's really just like like a plea deal like paying someone off basically so this is just a shit it's mob shit but it's just a way for the state not to assume any responsibility for fucking up these guys' lives and framing them for murder. Literally, like, I'm glad this plea helps people, but it also gives me a nosebleed because it's infuriating. Like It's infuriating. I don't even know. It's, like, crazy that that even exists. It's just, like, a way for people to not assume any responsibility for wrongdoing, which is just, like, the antithesis of law. I know. But the Alfred plea has become super popular among prosecutors lately. Especially, surprise, surprise. I know, especially after things to like the increase in DNA technology. Along with that comes a ton of wrongful convictions. Um, so the reason why prosecutors like this plea is because not only is the state not getting sued for like their fuck up or oversight, but the case ends still in a conviction. So even though everyone knows the person who is getting off with the Alfred plea, like, did not commit this crime on paper, it still says they were the guilty ones in this case. So the case is closed, 
even though it isn't, even though the, the real person that committed the crime is like out there somewhere. Um, but anyways, like we can't, I will freak out soon. So anyway, when we go back to the West Memphis three in this case, the three of them begrudgingly take the deal um, basically because they all know they're innocent and also Damien's on death row and he like wasn't having the best time. So they just wanted to like be able to be free. So they get freed from prison after serving 18 years for a crime they did not commit. Fucked up. So fucked up. I mean, honestly, if you've been in prison wrongly for 18 years, I would take anything to walk out that day. So, you know, I can see why they took the deal. What's going on when the Alfred plea was stated? Okay, so it was um, the nodal return of the original case. Mm. Um, I know, right? Wild. Crazy. Wait, that's like fucking crazy. Yeah, it's really nuts. Them and J-Lo and Ben, nodal returns. I know, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Nothing like, what <laughs> unites J-Lo, Ben, and the West Memphis series? It's a nodal, nodal return. return. <laughs> it's, it's the Eclipse series. Um... <laughs> And also, um, the North Node is exactly conjunct the ascendant of the full moon from that day, from the murder, which is just sort of like, I mean, it's wild to me. Um, Any sort of exact conjunctions. I just love, you know, as a Gemini. Um, (laughs) And then super interesting, um, Neptune was retrograde in Aquarius at 29 degrees when the Alfred plea was filed. And so 29 degrees of any sign is called the anoretic degree and like, uh, it's like malefic or foreboding or just sort of like not necessarily bad, but like, ah, like it's like <laughs> maybe like the most manic energy of that sign because it's like trying to get all the energy of that sign out until it before it ingresses into the next sign. OK, so and then Neptune again is like obscurity, fear. But since it's retrograding, it's like sort of like reviewing all these things. And in Aquarius, it's like relating to like the collective or sort of like what structures did that like now has to be cleaned up because, again, Capricorn is structure. Aquarius like cleans up that shit. Um, and Saturn. So Neptune is exactly conjunct where Saturn was at the murder. So this is like reviewing sort of like the original restrictions or sort of like the original um, punishment because Saturn is punishment. Mm-hmm. And then also the sun and Venus are opposite um, this placement. So it's like the sun is like illuminating everything and Venus is sort of giving it like a loving touch. OK, well, clearly the West Memphis three did not commit these murders. So you might be asking yourself who did. And um, unfortunately, we are not true crime detectives, so we aren't sure. But um, (laughs) there was a person covered (laughs) in blood that went into a restaurant the night the boys were missing. But no one thought that that was weird enough to look into. And at two separate points, two of the boys' stepfathers were implicated. So there's a lot of, of finger pointing happening. But, you know, as is common with these types of cases, usually it's someone that they knew that did it, but no one was really looked into. As of today, Damien has been trying to bring the real killer to justice. Recently, um, something shitty that happened, because I guess something shitty always happens in this case. His lawyers requested access to old crime scene evidence so they could DNA test it to try and see if they could like find anything new. But when they requested it, they found out that the majority of the evidence from this case was missing. So right now they're having a hearing or they're trying to get a hearing to figure out more information about like why the fuck this is all missing and oh, to see it was if it's destroyed probably yeah, yeah or i think they said like the building all the evidence wasn't caught on fire Conveniently. I, mean, I, know. Well, <laughs> shit. I know 
It's not funny, but it's just like, oh, okay. Seems convenient um, that the law is the mob. <laughs> but it's the reason why they're doing this is because, like we said, on paper, they're still guilty. So they're trying to clear their names and get exonerated by bringing justice to these like three dead little baby boys. We don't know what the future holds, but Dana, is there anything that might show if we'll ever learn anything new about this case? There's an eclipse in December of this year that is exactly conjunct the north node of the original event. Ah! And which means it's like also highlighting since the nodal return was at the Alfred plea, it's like really bringing that back up. Oh. <gasps> right. And this time it's a it's a nodal opposition. So, it's sort of like looking at it in a new way or like turning a new leaf. Um, it's like a reversal of fate in some way. So even though there already was the reversal of fate with the Alfred plea, um, this is sort of like, I, I'm hoping that it, it at least turns out some answers. And then also Jupiter is conjunct the murder Saturn and the Alfred Neptune retrograde. So Jupiter is going, it rules the eclipse. So it's highlighting sort of like this um, other conjunction. Uh, this is all in Aquarius, which is like a huge thing for this year. I mean, a huge sign. So I'm hoping that there's some sort of clarity, but also like maybe just like, I mean, I'm hoping Damien Eccles will talk more maybe about it because there are, uh, it'll be like the last Sagittarius eclipse um, for him for a while. Also in the eclipse chart, Uranus is conjunct the sun at the time of the murder and the Jupiter at the time of the Alford plea. So this is sort of about like illumination, truth. It's in like Taurus, which has no time for like your bullshit. And it's like retrograde. So I think that Uranus retrograde in Taurus like doesn't really want to like ruminate or like chat like it wants to get to sort of like what's the truth? Like what will kind of like secure anything? I really want answers. This like will be coming up a lot again, maybe in the news. Mm, That would be cool. Well, we'll be keeping our ears to the ground in December to see what happens. We are the news. We are the news. (laughs) But next week we'll be talking about the princess of R&B, Aaliyah and her troubling relationship with convicted racketeer and sex trafficker, R. Kelly. And with that, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to whatever podcast platform you listen on. Yes, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three, send you a quick write-up about it. Thank you to everyone who has submitting who has submitted a review. It really does help us out. And make sure you follow us all over the social media platforms where allegedly astrology on instagram reddit and hey hero and allegedly astro on twitter and you know you could go to our site and just like look at our faces if you're so inclined allegedlyastrology.com and you could book a reading with dana so my books are now open if you want a birth chart synastry chart predictive forecast uh if you need a quick consultation if you want to go back and find out why something happened to you on a certain day which is one of my favorite things to do i'm here i'm ready i'm waiting i want to talk to you mm-hmm. yes Dana is ready. With that, I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology.